in an attempt to educate people on the danger, the potential dangers of vaping, a new social media initiative has been set up. Uh, its job is to sort of demystify the science behind the clouds to help inform young people and their parents. Associate Professor at the Auckland Bioengineering Institute, Kelly Burrows, is halfway through a three-year research project about vaping. And she set up this uh, Science of Vaping social media initiative. Uh, she joins the show now to tell us all about it. Hi there, Kelly. Hi. Thanks for your time today. I've got hundreds of questions. Um, great. <laughs> um, how bad is it out there um, with kids, um, young people vaping? Well, how prevalent so, is it? Yeah, it seems to be increasing quite quickly. Actually, I was just looking at some statistics from the New Zealand Health Survey. So, yeah, I mean, I don't have any numbers on the top of my head, but it is increasing a lot. Um, actually, 10% of year 15 or 15-year-olds 15 say that they vape regularly, whereas it's higher in, in Māoris and specifically Māori girls. About one in four are vaping now. You're a parent like I am. You must have heard some pretty shocking stuff anecdotally. Yeah, and so actually why I set this up, because I was contacted uh, a couple of weeks ago um, looking for, for someone looking for advice on nicotine replacement therapy for kids as young as eight. So um, those sorts of drugs can't be given to children under the age of 12 for, for obvious reasons, but there's already kids as young as 8 to 11 who are addicted to nicotine. Yeah, and I've, I've got kids that age... So I just sort of thought that it's really important to start getting some information out there and trying to make it accessible to everyone. Yeah, has it been much work to get this research hub up and running? Uh, no, luckily I've got a, a business on the go as well. So I've, luckily I learnt, learnt how to do it through that and now I just set up this new page. But uh, yeah, I've only done a few posts, but I'm keen to really get get it going and get some more information out there. I'm definitely keen to get some you know, people to send me questions and then I can work out what content to develop. Yeah. Let's start with nicotine because I think there's a, a feeling that actually being addicted to nicotine isn't too much of a problem. People have probably learned that about cigarettes, that the nicotine gets you hooked, but it's the other stuff that is bad for you. Um, should we be concerned about uh, school-age children being addicted to nicotine? Yeah, I, I think so. So when you get addicted to nicotine at a younger age, it will be harder to give up. So their brains are still developing and they can sort of get these extra receptors that mean that they need nicotine more. Uh, but nicotine does also have an effect on the blood vessels. So that's sort of what makes your heart rate go up, your blood pressure increase. And over time, that can lead to things like your blood vessels getting a bit stiffer, which can obviously have other problems in the long term. I've heard a theory that if you get addicted to something, say nicotine, when you're very young, you might be more likely to get addicted to other things later in life. Have you seen any evidence of that? I, I've read something about it, but I, I don't know any, any further details. But I guess maybe it just sort of changes the wiring in your brain okay. to be more predisposed to that. What else might be in vapes uh, other than nicotine that we be concerned about? So we have done some studies looking at what's in the e-liquids and the aerosols. So there is uh, about, we found about 50 different chemicals or so in there, but some studies have, have found as many as 2,000 different chemicals in uh, e-liquids. So we have all the different flavorings, which haven't been tested for safety in, on inhaling, 
Um, but there's also propylene glycol, vegetable glycerol, which are the main sort of carriers. But when you heat those things up, you can actually get some other chemicals being created. So things like formaldehyde or, or smaller molecules that are, can be dangerous and also metals coming off the e-cigarette device itself. Can you explain that to me? So when you use an um, e-cigarette, um, basically you have the liquid there and it has a metal coil, which is the heating coil. So that heats up to about two or 300 degrees Celsius. And so then that heats the, the liquid up and then that's what someone breathes in. So some of those metal particles are actually going into that, that liquid and then becoming aerosolized with the rest of it. What are the effects likely to be of inhaling those metals? So it's really hard to know because there's not been a lot of studies done. There's sort of only been um, anecdotal evidence, for example, people working in, in metal factories and those sorts of things. But, I mean, they're definitely not meant to be good, but it's hard to know in the sort of levels that are in e-cigarettes. So they are low levels and supposedly lower than in cigarettes, uh, which which hopefully means that they're um, less dangerous. But... But it's hard to know. I mean, if you're breathing anything into your lungs that aren't air, it's going to cause that inflammation, sort of affect your your body's normal sort of healing response, and that's uh, when you can get problems happening. Got a message from Marnie. She's part of a group called Vape Free Kids NZ Facebook group of about a thousand parents. Um, she says she's really excited that you're looking into this issue, and she asks if vapes are designed to help people quit smoking. Why are there higher nicotine levels in some of them in some of them than cigarettes have? So actually, in some of the studies, um, when you use the, the sort of uh, nicotine that's in the, in a vape, um, when it goes into your bloodstream, um, those high levels of nicotine are found to be about the same as um, tobacco smoke. So it's to do with how that nicotine is actually formulated, the chemical structure of it. So actually, even though the it seems like it's higher concentrations. Those high amounts of um, nicotine in the e-liquids actually, once they're in your blood, are about the same as cigarettes. Are you opposed to people using vapes to get off cigarettes? No. So I, I do think there is a, a, there's sort of, at the moment for what we know, there is a place for them for smoking cessation. So I know there's a lot of people who feel strongly about supporting the use of vapes for smoking cessation. So I agree with that with the science at the moment. But it, it, there shouldn't be people, you know, young kids especially, starting to use, uh, starting to vape who don't already smoke or don't need to be using it to quit smoking. Undoubtedly that's happening though, right? Yes, definitely. Chris in Wellington says... Um, you're equating vaping with nicotine use, but the vast majority of vaping liquids don't contain nicotine. That is not true. So about 95% of the liquids that are sold will um, contain nicotine. So nearly, you can buy um, e-liquids without nicotine, but most people don't. Okay. Um, what about the fact that cigarettes have an end? You, you, you smoke one and the cigarette is over. And vaping, you can just keep going um, for as long as you like. Is that an issue? I, I think so. Again, there's sort of no evidence to show what that's going to do. But talking to people, so we had a study where we recruited 20 vaping participants. And, I mean, most of them said they vape more than 20 times a day. Um, and they, they do it more often than they would a cigarette because they can do it 
anytime. You know, they can take a puff every every few minutes and nearly all of them also vaped within five minutes of waking up, which is, is a real sign of nicotine addiction. Sue would like to know why the vape industry isn't required to prove that the chemicals in them are safe. Yeah, that is a very good question. I think they've just been allowed to come into the industry so quickly without real real thought and consideration of, of how to do the testing. I mean, I think testing in humans and the long-term health effects is, uh, is going to take a long time. So it's probably, you know, it'd be hard for the industry to do that. Uh, Ellie is listening. She says she thinks the numbers estimated for uh, people vaping might be on the low side. She says her 16-year-old reckons she's the only one in her friend group that doesn't vape in the toilets at school. She says her daughter doesn't feel any peer pressure, but she reports that everyone vapes. And, and I've heard that as well. I mean, it's easy to sort of fall into this kind of moral panic thing, isn't it? But but certainly anecdotally, it sounds like that's happening a lot, a lot more than 10%, that number that you had. Yeah, well, that was for 15-year-olds, though. I was just trying to look up some numbers. But I did see in the age bracket that is um, sort of 18 to 24-year-olds, it says about 50% are of 18. And, I, I mean, I don't know if that's daily use or just, you know, using at some stage. But, yeah, the numbers are certainly going up. What sort of rules do we have to stop young people vaping, and are they effective? No. Um, so the, I think the rules are that you have to be 18 to buy um, an e-cigarette. But, um, it, it, I mean, it seems by the fact that so many kids are vaping that those that rule isn't really working. The government has brought in this new um, rule that new vape, vape stores won't be allowed within 300 metres of schools or marais. Um, but that's not doing anything about this, the vape stores that are already near schools. Um, and these new, the new regulation to, that they're saying to reduce or get rid of disposable vapes hasn't gone far enough. So the wording in there, or it's saying that it can be a removable or rechargeable battery, um, I think it's going to allow disposable vapes to still be around. Because as long as you can remove the battery, you're adhering to that law. Anna asks, is there evidence that if we legislated vapes like Australia has done, that young people will go off the vapes and back to smoking cigarettes? Well, it's possible now, isn't it? Because, I mean, those ones that are now addicted to nicotine, uh, I don't know. It's going to be, it would be tricky to see, but I think the cost of cigarettes is going to be, and, and access to cigarettes is going to be a lot harder. So the government is definitely cracking down on smoking, sort of making those, um, trying to create that smoke-free generation, um, trying to reduce the number of cigarette shops or, or places where they're sold. So they're, I mean, I think it would be harder for kids to start smoking or continue smoking now. Um, and I do think that, you know, there's things that government could do now, maybe that not necessarily as harsh as Australia, but, but for example, get rid of nearly all of the flavours, um, reduce the number of vape stores um, that, that could be done to sort of make a step forward um, towards sort of reducing that, that use. In your experience, what do schools make of this? Are they worried about it? Are they acting on it? Um, I don't know because I'm going in to talk to my talk to my daughter's school tomorrow, and they actually this is for ten year old kids. They don't uh, want me to talk about vaping, and I mean I I think it's important for kids to to know. But I mean I I might be biased because I, I talk to my kids about it and hope that they they won't turn out to start vaping. Um, but yeah, I think there does need to be some information out there. So I think that's one of the key reasons I started the social me media platform. So even if parents can be the ones to learn a bit more of their information and then talk to their kids about, about what's known. 
Do you think vaping companies have targeted children? Definitely. So especially in the US with the dual um, e-cigarettes, they're definitely targeting um, teenagers, you know, with the sort of marketing campaigns they've done and all the different flavours and the flavouring names. So that's another one, another thing that the government has sort of said that they'll do, get rid of some of these um, flavour names like cotton candy uh, and gummy bears. But, I mean, just because they're getting rid of the names doesn't mean that those flavours won't still be out there. Uh, but, yeah, yeah. I, I think vaping is, I mean, it's yummy. When my kids walk past someone vaping, they think it smells yum. Anything else we haven't covered, Kelly? No, I don't think so. That was lots of good questions. Um, thanks very much for what you're doing. Really appreciate it. Okay, thanks. Kelly Burrows, Science of Vaping is the uh, social media um, handle. Uh, you can find it on Instagram and Facebook.